chapter 5 from, from the book, The Doctrine Concerning the New Testament Ministry, part 2. Chapter 5, The Five Offices of the New Testament Church, page 150. In our church, rather than novices, deacons, and bishops, or elders, we generally use the term workers, elders, and pastors. It might be well to say again that the names, terms, or words are not what matters. What is important is the understanding of the ministration of the Spirit and the actual functioning of these ministries. Words often change considerably from one language to another and from one age and place to another. Thus, those who serve diakonos and those who rule episcopos or presbyteros in the church are chosen from among the disciples for ministerial responsibilities according to their calling, grace, maturity, experience, godliness of character, and of course, according to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. They are not self-appointed, but are appointed and ordained by those who are over them. The word elders is used often, often used in the plural, indicating church leadership was usually not invested in just one person. Acts chapter 15 verses 2, 4, 6, and 22, and 23. Chapter 14 verse 23, chapter 16 verse 4. Chapter 20, verse 17 and 28. First Timothy, chapter 5, verse 17. Titus, chapter 1, verse 5. James, chapter 5, verse 14. And First Peter, chapter 5, verse 1. Novice. In First Timothy, chapter 3, verse 6, Paul says that a novice should not aspire for the office of a bishop. In Greek, in the Greek, the word novice is neophutos which is composed of two words, neos, new, meaning new, and fool, meaning to sprout, to bring forth, to produce, to spring up. Some commentators, although recognizing the correct meaning of the word, think it refers to a new convert. But the meaning of the word is, page 151, not newly planted, but newly springing up and bringing forth fruit. It is more likely that Paul is speaking of a servant of God who is newly becoming useful, and fruitful in the ministry. There is a picture of this in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 23 to 25, where there is a law concerning trees planted in the promised land. When a tree began producing fruit, they were to count three years, during which time their fruit was to be considered uncircumcised and unusable. The fourth year, the fruit would be dedicated to the Lord as a praise offering. Only from the fifth year could the fruit be utilized for the benefit of the people. When God begins to use someone in the ministry, there is always a danger of pride. Sometimes God may use them in performing signs, wonders, and miracles more than the elders who are over them in the Lord, or they may be better preachers and preach to a larger crowd. They may then presume they should be made overseers. Paul warns against that, lest, being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. They will try to grasp from a higher place than was allotted him, and fell into eternal condemnation. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 15. See also Obadiah chapter 3, verse 4. Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 25, 26, etc. That is why Christ so often emphasized that only the most humble could be great in his kingdom. And he is our perfect example. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 9. Godly character, characterized, character requires time to be mature. Take Timothy, for example. 
Timothy had been a believer, page 152, since his childhood, but later he became a disciple. That is, he had forsaken everything to follow the Lord and serve him full time. When Paul came to Lystra, a certain disciple there was there named Timothus, which was well reported by, of, by the brethren. Him would Paul have to go forth with him, Acts chapter 16, verses 1 to 3. Paul thus undertook to train and disciple Timothy until he could commit to him greater responsibilities in the ministry. Timothy was already a disciple when Paul met him. He would not have been free to go forth with Paul if he had not already forsaken everything and dedicated his life to follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. Timothy was a young worker, a novice. Paul helped train him to become a fruitful minister, deacon, and in due time he became an overseer, a bishop. A believer must have a measure of growth and experience before being taken to the ministry. That may not be what Paul meant when he told Timothy not to lay hands on anyone suddenly or hurriedly and about being cautious before taking someone into the number. In our church, we generally consider for the ministry only those believers who have lived a victorious life for at least three years after having been filled with the Holy Spirit, page 153. Then after being taken for the ministry, he needs further growth and experience before being assigned as a responsible minister, deacon in the church. That is what Paul meant when he said that those who minister as deacons must first be proved. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 10. The one who serves well in his ministerial duties may be considered worthy of being an overseer and so and be so ordained. In Romans chapter 5 verses 3 and 4, Paul explains how trials produce patience and patience produce experience which modern translations usually render as character or proven character. See chapter 4 concerning some of the character attributes which need to be developed in the life of a servant of God. There are certain character attributes and abilities which come only with growth, experience, and maturity. Therefore, Paul says a novice should not aspire for the office of an overseer, that is one who has been taken into ministry recently, should not expect to be placed as a responsible minister over an assembly, the high standard required for this office comes only through spiritual growth and sanctification as one walks with the Lord over a period of time. In another place, Paul said, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, that same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. These men were not novices, for they were men who were proved. Amen. Thank you.